When we very clearly do not. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. It's what the hill? What? I understood that reference. The latest happenings on Capitol Hill with Elijah Harshow contributor Joel Cannon on KWTO. Welcome back to KWTO. I know it's not our usual 5 o'clock bump music, but that's because we're going to kick it off with Joel Cannon, What the Hill, and not only is the bump music missing, people are missing. Are not working on it. Top men are <laughs> missing. That is like the only movie. Who's working on it? No one. No one. everybody's missing. No one is working on it. Uh, yeah, you know, would you notice if if somebody didn't show up for work? If your coworker was missing for weeks? I mean, this the show could just get two hours of dead air every week. Nobody would even notice, right? No one would notice. If your boss was the president of the United States, would you just skip out and not let him know you were going to be gone? No, but that is what Department of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin did. Oh, yeah. I mean, this bro, you've never heard of him. He runs the Pentagon, but most people, you know, gone are the days where like you could list off, you know, Rumsfeld or whoever the DOD secretary are was at the time. But this guy decides he's got to have surgery. Okay, I'm so sorry about that. You have to have surgery. We're waging, you know, we've got wars going in Europe and the Middle East. The Pacific is like a nightmare. But our defense chief decides he's got to have surgery. That's fine. December 22nd, he's going to go under general anesthesia for a medical procedure. A week later, he's rushed by an ambulance back to Walter Reed National Mil- Military Medical Center. He's in the hospital for two weeks. Uh, at the same time that he is MIA, his chief of staff also happened to be out on sick leave. So the head of the Pentagon, gone. His chief of staff, gone. But here's the kicker. He didn't tell his boss. Joe Biden did not know that the guy running the military, the guy running the Pentagon, the secretary of defense, was gone. He wasn't told ahead of time. But don't worry, Biden was on vacation when he found out. So the president was in the Caribbean on a week-long vacation, hanging out at a beachfront villa owned by a big-time Democrat donor. And he finds out, after the fact, that Secretary Austin was out on you know, medical leave for a while. So also without telling the president... The secretary transferred the responsibilities that he had to his deputy. (laughs) But the deputy was also on vacation. You cannot make this up. So the deputy was on a different Caribbean island in Puerto Rico. And as one article said, well, the deputy was just running the Pentagon from the beach. No worries. (laughs) Everything is fine. Don't look. And, you know, I guess it's no surprise we've talked about how all these the federal agencies are sitting empty because COVID, we send everybody home, they're working from home, and now it's like, okay, time to go back to work, and no one shows back up, and the buildings are sitting empty. I mean, when your boss is doing that, what incentive do you have to show up? How how long was he off the job or out of work? I think three weeks. So, okay, my question is, he's Secretary of Defense. You know, normally you would think 
daily contact. The President, Secretary of Defense, daily contact. Are there threats? What's going on? But at the very least, how often do the Joint Chiefs meet? Is there not a weekly update where Biden looks around the room and says, where's my guy? You would think, but remember, he was on a beach also. So Is there a Zoom call? Where I don't there? know. The rest of us are working, doing Zooms, you yeah, know. Here at Zimmer Communications, we have a bi-weekly meeting like, where we all in. get together. How is there not one for the people running the country? And maybe they're all zooming in. I, I literally, we heard this Trump make this joke at, in Manchester on Saturday night that the defense secretary is got his laptop on his stomach and is zooming into the meetings. But you'd think somebody'd be like, "That looks like a hospital gown you're wearing today. What's going on?" <laughs> exactly. But you know, I think he well, he transferred his duties, so he's like, "Okay, I'm not going to let my boss know, but it's okay. I got it covered." I'm going to hand it off to my deputy. But my deputy is in Puerto Rico on a beach somewhere. So, And his own chief of staff was also in the hospital. And I'm not saying you can't get sick, you can't have these things, but this isn't like, you know, the coffee shop next door. This is the country. This is the military. We're a little busy. We're pretty overextended. So I got to ask. We all know Joe Biden, he's probably not, daily like where's the secretary no but you would assume the secretary's got people the president has people and those people are constantly in communication be like hey uh lloyd needs to talk to joe about something are they not do you think they either lied or they didn't communicate or do you think the lower level staff's like it's gonna be out for like yeah where's the breakdown i assume lower level staff on both sides knew i mean i guess that's a generous assumption and then they just decide look we know what is what do i say about washington the their motto is we know best. So the lower level staff are like, yeah, we know best. We won't bother Biden with it. He won't remember anyway if we tell him. So, you know, they think, okay, we've got it covered. But I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. And then, and then there is a medical emergency. And like I said, you know, this is the federal government we are talking about. We're waging war. We're supposed to have, we're supposed to be the best. We're supposed to know everything. We're supposed to have this amazing intel operation. And it's like, you want to know why there was this Chinese spy balloon that no one knew about and we found out from a farmer in Montana? Well, the president doesn't even know his own Department of Defense. Like, there is a communication and intel breakdown in the government that I think is irreparable. I don't know what the your thoughts are. In my mind, the three most important people in the president's orbit, Chief of Staff, Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense. I can't think yeah. of anybody that like they're more important than those three. So if you're one of the three most important people, literally when you're president, you should be like, who are the people that I want to talk to every day? I want to spend hours with. I trust that like those you're in the top three. This is not the undersecretary of trade or, you know, the, 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 the department of interiors third person. This is one of the top three people that in my mind, the president should be talking to on the rag. And, and, and listen, you can do phone calls, but like you should know, we were joking about this earlier here at the station. We've got a guy named Jeff. Jeff comes in every couple of weeks. We talked about the, how the show's going, things like that. Jeff's got a family emergency today. We can't do a meeting today. We know that. And Jeff, I love you, Jeff. If you listen, he's not in my list of a hundred top hundred people that I think about on a daily basis. He, he, I, oh, he's top 10 for me. Okay. Well, for, for the, <laughs> somebody the, needs a raise for the department, for the president. For the president, maybe aside from your wife and kids, the people at work, one of the top three people 
if you're not every day knowing what they are up to, you should know they're, oh, they're going to be at Camp David today. Oh, they've got to meet, they're, they're over in uh, NATO today. They're at the United Nations today. Oh, they're meeting with the Joint Chiefs today. You would know that. You would have uh, like a running knowledge of where they're at. Now, Joe Biden may not even know where he's at, but that would be, in my mind, the bare minimum for a president to your chief of staff who you don't have to worry about where the chief is because the chief is with you telling you, here's where the Secretary of State is, here's where the Secretary of Defense is, and right. here's why we need to talk to them today every single day. I mean, and that includes the weekend. You guys, what would have happened if a plane had hit a building? I mean, it is unfa- I mean, they're lucky nothing happened, but I have a hard time envisioning Rumsfeld, you know, Dick Cheney, Leon Panetta. Like, when these people, I mean, there's a reason you stick like a tough bad mm-mm-mm in that job because you know it's i like, mean mad dog mattis the baddest of the bad we need like what if something had happened and yeah sure there's other capable people and sometimes the lower levels maybe may even be more capable or more in the know but like what if something had happened that day when and so anyway it, it's kind of crazy and this is not the only example but i will say Senator Ernst from Iowa has sent a letter to the to the defense secretary. It's quite hysterical. We want to wish you well, and we hope you enjoy a speedy recovery. However, and then it's three pages of questions. Like, well, what was the nature of your incapacitation? Did your own staff know? How long were you out? Did those officials make decisions on your behalf? Why did you go in an ambulance instead of by your security detail? It is a list of 17 questions with follow-ups. What decisions were made in the time that you were gone? And then a list of decisions about Baghdad and other things that happened while he was in, like, MIA. Who made these decisions? I mean, it's totally fair. And Joni was in the military, so she totally has a right to ask these questions. And the, the, the letter started how? Exactly. It started with <laughs> Let me we, we hope you're well or something. We want like to that. wish you well and we hope you enjoy a speedy recovery. That's, however, that's we like, are deeply however. That's like that's like saying all due respect and that's then just right. trashing somebody. Bless your heart. Like all due respect, but I think you're the worst talk radio host that has <laughs> ever been on this station ever. But all due respect. Like that's insane. Dane, that they yeah, started I it love it. I love it. I can't wait to see the questions. We'll see, you know, who answers how can we see the answers? We'll see how they get answered. But, you know, Joni put out a whole thing about employees, top level people who have been gone from their jobs. She talked about, you know, a Missouri example, the head of the government service, the General Services Administration, the GSA, they're supposed to manage the buildings. Robin Carnahan is a head, is the head of that agency and she has been working from Missouri for 17 months even though the entire you know the Biden had told everyone to go back to work to have full reentry um transportation secretary secretary Peter Buttigieg he had made a, a comment you know when you take a job like this you understand you have to be available 24/7 no matter what's going on you have to be there of course he was gone for Four and a half weeks on paid family medical leave while we're in the middle of like a national supply chain crisis. And he even turned down a, sen- a, a phone call from Senator Grassley about a transportation issue in Iowa. 
you know, meanwhile, it's like, okay, you're supposed to be doing this around the clock. And she even put out some information about Biden himself. This um, basically saying he has been out of the Oval Office more than any other modern American president. Nearly 40 percent of his time is not spent in the nation's capital. He limits all of his public participation in events between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. So I don't know. I like this one. It's a little disheartening because I know I have to show up for work every day. Um, But I would just say, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? All right. While we're on that, while we're on this conversation of what the hell's going on, we gotta we gotta talk about why the hell is is Nikki Haley continuing on after New Hampshire? She lose she gets third no place kidding. in Iowa and says it's a two person race. Then she gets she she loses by double digits in New Hampshire and says we're going to South Carolina. The entire delegation South Carolina has already endorsed Trump, as the governor said, except for one rookie, and she'll come around. But somehow, for some reason, Nikki Haley's like, nope, still going on to I or South Carolina. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about that. Don't forget, we got a snake draft coming up at 537. We'll be right back.